Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, the 25th of October. Good morning, Henry. Morning, Leighton. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm going very well this morning, Henry. How's the market going this morning? Well, the market's not going badly, I have to say. We did have a pretty solid lead-in again from the US market, which kicked again last night. Another 417 points on the Dow, 1.3%, and NASDAQ up 0.8%. Big week, though, I have to say, Leighton. Big, big week for the US markets with an awful lot of companies reporting. So I think there's around, uh, what have we got? 22% of the S&P 500 valuation in terms of companies will be reporting this week. 45% of all the S&P 500 companies reporting. So it is going to be a big, big, big week for the US. And uh, they won't know whether they're coming or going, I suspect, but there'll be some volatility. Interestingly, the VIX picked up a little bit last night. Uh, That was up uh, half percent, still wallowing below 30 at 29.85. So nothing very exciting there. And we didn't see an awful lot in commodities either. It was all a bit ho-hum last night. Uh, oil down a smidge, gold down a smidge. Uh, we did see the, the big news, I guess, of the last night. And if you've been hiding under a rock, you may have missed this. But if you have um, been reading the news, of course, Rishi Sunak has been uh, now the UK Prime Minister. Penny Morden dropped out, didn't have the numbers. So Rishi Sunak is now first Hindu to be Prime Minister and the first Prime Minister of the UK who is on the UK rich list as well. So he's obviously a smart cookie. He married well and he also did uh, well with Goldman's and a couple of hedge funds that he worked for so it's obviously a smart cookie and that did bring some stability to the UK market the UK pound and the UK 10-year rate which had a big big drop last night back down to 3.71 cents so the ship has been stabilized but we'll wait and see so our market this morning I gotta say it's pretty unconvincing we are up 35 the spy was up 28 overnight we are doing a little bit better than that resources taking a bit of a breather and we are seeing banks and industrials playing a little bit of catch up although there's one or two in companies out this morning with some news which have got belted i suspect you'll talk about those in a minute just on rishi sunak and his wife as well i'm just looking at an article now and it says their estimated fortune about 730 million pounds not bad is it not bad at all well i guess the good thing is <laughs> it's not in it for the money then is he he's certainly yeah. you know he speaks about giving back to the country that has given him so much so hopefully he will do a better job than uh, Liz trusted and let's face it he was probably the man for the job anyway he was the top pick until the Daily Mail voters on the Conservative Party got involved as the vote had to go to them so hopefully the clown show in the UK is uh, over at least for the time being yeah yeah and that 31 basis point drop in the yields is a good sign that things are starting to level out a bit over there I think that was Onto a record th- one day movement wasn't it yes yeah, huge when I saw that this morning I was pretty shocked by that move like we talk about volatile yields and that was it's massive yeah what what is also i find quite bizarre well i guess they didn't know that on friday but you know he would have been the front runner it's quite bizarre that it moved quite so much on what was looking pretty much a foregone conclusion even on friday because boris flew back from the caribbean just to uh, tangle things up a little bit but um yeah big big move on on uk uh, 10-year rates that's for sure yeah i'll just go into some of the announcements that you were talking about before we've got mm. pacific smiles uh. they're up they're up ten and a half percent and there was sorry we've got pacific smiles up ten and a half percent on speculation that pe could be looking at a takeover there but some of the big movers down reliance world corp sales are up 23 percent versus the previous corresponding quarter and they're down 11 percent on that and ampol who said that they're on track to report a year end of record earnings they're down 9.1 percent on that funny isn't it looking at ampol the chart is awful 
It's hitting a quadruple bottom almost uh, in the last year, around 28, sort of 40. Down 9.2% on, on the fact that they're going to make record profits. Yeah. Yeah. Was there, was there anything in the release that you saw that I didn't that? see anything that was was nasty, but uh, clearly the market has taken it nasty. Uh, yeah, well, but, um, yeah it, uh, it's a bit of a bizarre one. You would think, you know, it's an energy stock to some extent. Mm. And, uh, you know, energy's uh, stocks at the moment are doing pretty well. You know, you've got Woodside at only 36 bucks and Santos at $7.60 and Ampol is languishing. Yeah. I don't know if there was too much to be concerned about, but the market obviously spooked a little bit. Yeah, well, even looking now, just at the unaudited underlying net profit after tax, 542 million versus a year ago of 195 million. So I really don't know what's no. the market so much. They talk about current market volatility is expected to continue in the period ahead. And to date, the recently announced increase in Chinese export quotas is yet to materialize. Okay, maybe that's spooking it. Yeah. Uh, the Australian dollar has continued to weaken in recent weeks, benefiting refiner margins in Aussie dollar terms. So, yeah, I don't know why. it's um, It's been whacked, maybe unduly so. But uh, obviously, brighter brains than ours, Leighton, have spotted something in these numbers <laughs> that have spooked the horses. And nobody wants to spook any horses at the moment. Yeah, that's sure. Uh, would you like to talk about what you're doing in your take today, please? I would love to. Just on my stuff today, I added uh, a stock yesterday to the small cap portfolio. This is a lithium stock, one that I saw last week present a small cap conference, Lithium Plus being the stock there. Uh, they're doing okay this morning, they're up 5.1%. So I'm uh, relatively happy with that. Put them in the portfolio yesterday. Did talk about the 55 cent being the price. And miraculously, and luckily, they came back and traded in relatively okay volume, 55 cents yesterday afternoon. So added them yesterday in my three o'clock update as well. They're now 62 cents. So going okay. Interestingly, as well, Pilbara Minerals came out with their quarterly today. Uh, they are pretty much unchanged. But given that though, the massive, massive run that they've had uh, recently, yet again, um, uh, heading towards a, a double top if I was a charty person. But certainly the quarterly activities report was pretty good. What was interesting, I thought, was that they have now a cash balance of nearly $1.4 billion. That is quite a lot of money for a resource company. And I'm sure at some stage there's going to be some calls. Hey, guys, why don't you pay a dividend? So uh, yeah. that will be interesting to see how that pans out. But certainly no production was good. Pricing was good. Shipping milestones, million tons of spodumene concentrate has now been shipped. Strong pricing, the battery metals exchange, the BMX bandits. They are making off-light bandits with the BMX bandits. So all look good. Has run quite hard, though. And resources today under a little bit of pressure. Uh, just not really kicking on from yesterday, although they did have a pretty good day yesterday. So it's all about banks and industrials today. Some catch-up being played in that sector. Also today, I had an email from uh, someone asking about um, Gallon Lithium, which reported yesterday they've got a, a project in Argentina, uh, the Hombres Muerto uh, project, the HMW, and uh, they are up a cent today. So just looking at that one, not rushing it because it did have such a strong day yesterday, but uh, just a little bit of a heads up for people there. And also another heads up in another stock, which again, I got an email about in Mass Group, MGH being the stock code there. An interesting little one. Uh, there's only a couple of brokers that follow it, but one member uh, pointed out the chart looks terrible and it does look terrible. But you know, sometimes you've got to buy these things before they turn uh, rather than after a dollar when they've turned and they put the um, put the, the change in. But this one is probably being affected at the moment by the weather, which is probably the reason why it's dropped four bucks uh, down to $2.40. But um, just, uh, just looking at that one, added some of that today at $2.46. 
it's just starting to turn. They've got an AGM at the end of November as well. And also, Leighton, it is budget day. How exciting. Try and be excited, mate. <laughs> I saw you put a photo of a horse in there for your budget well, article. That, that, that was. That was a spook horse. So, <laughs> obviously, the, the go with budget is not to uh, do a, a Kamikaze and, uh, and, and put out something that shocks the market. And certainly, you know, we have a long tradition in Australia of leaking all the stuff before the budget actually comes out. And this isn't, I guess, this isn't the real budget to some extent. The real budget is in May, but this is uh, Jim Chalmers' first uh, budget. And he finds himself in a little bit of a better economic position because of the commodity boom. And just looking, uh, just wrote an article today picking up some of the potential winners uh, from what we know so far. But uh, as I say, it's not designed to spook horses. It will be a little bit ho-hum, but there could be some specific winners uh, in childcare. There was also a plan. I saw this was very ambitious, I thought, to build a million uh, new houses. That's going to take some doing. So that could be a bit of a boost for some of the building materials companies. Uh, Obviously, this is not going to happen in a year um, (laughs) because it hasn't happened over the last two decades. But it is an ambitious, courageous plan, as Humphrey would say. So um, some interest there if you're interested in the budget, that's for sure. I'll be glued to the TV screen tonight at 7.30, is it? I will be doing trivia tonight with my daughter, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You'll miss out. (laughs) I will miss out. I will miss out. I'm sure there'll be, as usual, there will be plenty of coverage in the morning, far more eloquently and more uh, yeah. brilliant minds will be put to the, the indications for budget uh, than mine, so we probably won't write too much on it tomorrow. Yeah, sure thing. Stuart's got his technical trading in again today. He's looking at his quartile comparisons for the stocks and stocks that are trading in their lowest quartiles or their uh, top half quartiles. I'm not going to go mm. into it too much, but have a look at that. Okay, I will do. And I'm also in the process of writing up PointsBet Holdings. They released their first quarter activities report this morning. Their turnover was up on the year and their growth in the US is looking pretty good year on year, but the quarter on quarter comparison was down a touch, but that's probably just due to a lot of sport happening in the quarter that's just gone. If the question I would have to ask, Leighton, is at what cost does growth come? Because it is a highly competitive mm-hmm. market everywhere and they have to offer you know, the $100 free bet or the $200 opening account bet and all this sort of thing. So just make sure you concentrate on how much it actually costs them to uh, to get these people on board. And I was interested to see as well, yesterday there was a report, and I haven't followed it up, but the Matthew Tripp uh, better uh, thing that he was doing with News Corp was uh, trying to get the license in WA, a wagering license there, and they pulled the pin, uh, leaving Tabcorp and I think it's Entain, the big uh, group, Labrooks in it, to um, set the field for themselves in terms of uh, bidding for that license. So that was interesting. Matthew Tripp was the uh, the great white hope for News Corp to, um, to create mm-hmm. something on the betting market. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you said, with the spend that they have to incur to get into that market, their advertising costs for points bet, advertising and marketing costs for quarter were nearly $55 million, and that was pretty much the biggest majority of their cost was just on advertising and marketing. I'd, I'd love to see a, a breakdown of that as well, because mm. um, if you remember, they did a deal with NBC when the market got really excited, um, where NBC basically gave them free advertising um, yeah. exchange was sort of, sort of I think it was 400 million bucks worth of investment which basically was advertising slots uh, free so it'd be interesting to see how much they're actually spending on ads as opposed to how much they're actually spending on incentives to get people to punt with them yeah yeah because they've only got about a 4% hold of the US betting market but yeah. I saw a report and Goldman Sachs has projected the US betting market grow from 900 million to 39 billion by 2033 so even a small little holding could be profitable 
people. I'd love to know how these big investment banks grab these figures, pluck them out of the air. I mean, it all, <laughs> all sounds massive. You'd imagine that the, the US betting market's pretty big already. <laughs> it's not like there's going to be a whole heap of people that go, oh my God, I need to start betting. What am I doing? I'm missing out. Uh, you'd imagine that a lot of it's underground anyway. Yeah. With the, you know, every TV show you watch in America, they're always taking the points of doing something with some dodgy bookie in America that then turns up on yeah. their doorstep and tries to shoot them and demand their money. <laughs> yeah, not sure where they're pulling those numbers from. No. Well, you know, if you say any number with enough confidence, everyone believes you. And by the time it gets there, everyone's forgotten that you were completely wrong in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I predict it you have anything? 40 billion. Again, 40 billion. Be bigger than Goldman Sachs bigger. suggests. Yeah. By 2040, by which time I'll be dead. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Just uh, I put a link in today. I did that FinFest high conviction thing and they very kindly turned it into a podcast, which we'll link in today. And tomorrow I am doing the Osbiz Investment Committee jousting with uh, Mark Morland, uh, Nathan Samasandra, um, whatever his name is, and Nathan, my good buddy, and of course, Ben Clark from TMS Capital. So I I'm talking to them about our portfolio composition. It'll be interesting to see how the Osbiz one's going. I don't think it's um, going that well. Um, we are above the um, above the line, I think, but it's uh, not shooting the lights out, I don't think. So consensus portfolio is interesting. There's a few sparks flying last time, wasn't there? Can we expect the same uh, again? Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Why not? It's television television. And I disagree with uh, with Mark Morland quite, quite a lot. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's always entertaining. Well, I don't really have too much more to add. Thanks for that, Henry. No worries. Talk to you soon. See you later. 